Founders Fake Startup Supercharge. I am here today on the Founder Space podcast with none other than J.V. Crum III. He is author of the book Conscious Millionaire and host of the podcast Conscious Millionaire and CEO and founder of Conscious Millionaire. So J.V. Crum, welcome to Founder Space. We want to know all about you. Can you tell us a little something about who you are and what makes you tick? Yeah, I'll be glad to. So um, I'm going to start at age four. Oh my God, this could be a long show. No, I'm going to skip yes. forward. Listen, I grew up in a little town called Oklahoma, Florida. Two to 300 people. Everybody was poor on a four by five mile lake. And at, uh, at four, I wanted a pup tent. And I took and put the pup tent where the kids in high school got off their bus. And I knew they had jobs. And we had a tangerine tree. So we saved up egg cartons because we couldn't afford anything else. I squeezed one day with my grandmother, squeezed all these egg cartons full of tangerine juice. And I'm proud to say I sold them for a dime. Now, I honestly was a cute little kid. And I think that had something to do with it because we both know they took and threw all the tangerine juice away. They did not drink the tangerine juice. But I got a dime. So that was my entrepreneurial start out in Little Oklahoma, Florida. And at age five, my mom would take me to the grocery store. I was an only child. And she'd always give me this little lecture before we went in. Like I was treated strangely like an adult when I was five years old. You know, it's just, it was the way it was. And she'd lecture me, do not ask for a candy bar because we can't afford it. And I don't want people to think we don't have any money. So I'd pray to God that mommy would put a candy bar on her list because I knew then that if it wasn't on the list, she wouldn't get it. And one day it occurred to me, there must be a solution to this problem. Now, what is interesting is how we all end up in some place. But if you look underneath the hood, our motivation wasn't necessarily the obvious one. And I sat around that day and thought like any little kid. And I said, I know I'll grow up and be a millionaire because then I could buy the candy bar. And I rushed in the house, told my parents and my mother shook her finger at me. And she says, don't you tell anyone. Now, when I wrote my book quite a bit later, my editor says, you got to explain that comment. And I said, I have no idea why she said that. So I had to think about it. And I finally figured out, oh, we lived across from the church. And my mother, now this is important, believed good people weren't wealthy, right? So that's why she told me not to. Fortunately, I didn't get that. I went around knocking on the doors because that's a pretty aggressive little kid and told everybody in town I was going to be a millionaire. And at 25, I got there and people said, oh, you got there kind of early. And I said, I've been thinking about it for 20 years, right? And that's right. The, mind, the mindset piece. So uh, in a nutshell, that's how JV began his journey. And the and I have a question for you. How did you get there by 25? How did you get to be achieve well, your dream? First of all, I decided it was going to happen. And, and I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't think that that's, uh, I was in LA in grad school when I was 21, by the way, eating, I will say on $5 a week for food. So I learned strategy. And I used to take my little Datsun B210 and drive to Beverly Hills and drive around, look at the mansions. And I knew I was in the wrong place. I had a little, you know, studio apartment that was pretty bad and uh the orange shag carpet as i recall and they were living in mansions and i said i know i belong in one of those and one day i came up to a four-way stop and you know la so you know this is a could be a true story and it is rolls royce rolls royce rolls royce yellow dots and b210 and i knew i was in the wrong car 
Okay. So my mind was searching for that. So my dad had a business that was doing really badly. And I had just finished my master's in clinical psych. And he says, will, will you come work with me for six months? I had never had a business course, but I love my dad. I said, okay, I'll do it in six months. In four months, I completely turned the, those little business around, had us making a hundred thousand a month profit. And I had systemized everything, you know, uh, I had changed, wow. and I had raised it. What business was this that you turned around? Well, we had a, we had a trucking line. So after the third month, I'm a numbers guy, later trained in tax law. And I analyzed all the numbers and I could not figure this out. We we're pulling a lot of loads. And I went through all the bank accounts and I called my dad on Sunday night and I said, I figured it all out. Now, I swear that I'm an essentialist, right? So I'm always looking for the essence of everything. I think every major business problem is simple once you see it, right? But before you see it, it seems very complicated because you've probably made it way too complex, right? But it's really simple. And I called my dad and I said, found the problem. Every week we pay out more money than we take in. Hmm. It is now, a problem. That was a problem. That was why we were bleeding so badly. So that Monday, I started calling all of our clients. I got as much as 25% increase in our rates in that first day. I was a ballsy little 23-year-old, right? I just, you know, I was not, I was aggressive. And uh, after four months, I was looking at all our repair bills for all our, you know, trailers and trucks. And I said, well, they're just ripping us off. So I started another company and started a maintenance company and hired lease to place, hired two maintenance guys. Now, back then, I had the same tax attorney I have now. So we kind of have all grown together, so to say. And back then, it was legal that you could take money back and forth. Now you can't do that. It's a closely held group. So we made it six months difference in the end date, and we would just shuffle money back and forth, legally not paying taxes because it was allowed. We just bill each company, right? And But within four to six months, I was at 100,000 profit because I had totally turned everything around. And then I decided, huh, I kind of, having grown up poor, and I'm going, and this is 1979. So that was a lot of money in Florida in 1979. I said, I kind of like this business stuff. And there I was on an entrepreneurial path, not planning. I went to went to college to go to med school, later got a you know law degree. I was going to practice tax and corporate law and you know, got an MBA. I was just born to be an entrepreneur. And those are all the people that I help because I love entrepreneurship. I love everything about entrepreneurship. I think it's the greatest thing someone can do with their life on this planet. Now you may say, okay, this is a bit narrow focused, Steve, but here. I added it up in 20 years. The last 20 years, I've not made one friend who isn't an entrepreneur. It is my life because we are different critters. We are totally different than those other people. You know, like we can go to bed and have no idea how to make payroll tomorrow and somehow we sleep, right? Yes. We can take on yes. risk and it's just okay. You know, and, and things can go great one month and the next month, not so great. And somehow we still create a trajectory that makes a difference and we build the wealth and it works. And that's entrepreneurship. And we're the people changing the world. Whatever entrepreneurs decide is gonna be this world over the next 30 years with all this massive change in technology and consciousness, you know, it's going to be the new footprint and we're the ones who choose them. So tell me, 
you're talking about changing the world. You're talking about consciousness and you're talking about millionaires. Your book, Conscious Millionaire, can you give us a short thumbnail, a sketch of that book and, and what you believe is the essence of being a conscious millionaire? Yeah, so the subtitle helps. Conscious Millionaire, grow your business by making a difference. I mean, that's the essence of what I teach is that you can do massive good in the world, that you have an inner purpose that's driving you to do something that you feel matters. And what I've discovered is this new conscious path really is the fastest path to build your business. It's the one that's going to make you happiest and most fulfilled, and it's going to do the most good in the world because the truth is you're never going to be happy and fulfilled until at the end of the day, you feel that what you did mattered. That's where that happiness and fulfillment comes from. I have, I have a client, you know, a month ago who you know said, I want to double my business again next year. And he was already doing well and taking home a lot of money. And, and I said, why do you want to do that? He goes, I want to be more fulfilled. And I said, okay, so I got to tell you, you got this all backwards, right? It, it, this is what people pay me to tell them, right? I said, happiness and fulfillment has nothing to do with doubling your business. You're already making a lot of money. Happiness and fulfillment has to do with how you decide to live your life right now today. By the time we finished that whole conversation about setting up 2024, he had completely shifted to deciding that the definition of his greatest accomplishment in 2024 was how many days out of the month did he get to spend at home? Because he had set up in his mind, he had to travel three weeks out of the month to make all that money. And I said, well, now you also have your number one criteria for every business opportunity, because a lot of business opportunities come to all of us, right? And I said, if the business opportunity takes you away from home, wrong opportunity. If it takes you so that you can be at home and still do that business opportunity, right opportunity. So we had to find out what was personal alignment and business alignment and how do you bring them together? Now, as simple as that sounds, what I have found is the overwhelming number of, of entrepreneurs are so focused on the money and the impact. If they're conscious, they want to make the impact, but most of them forget that happiness and fulfillment is why they came to this earth to begin with. And they'd really like a life that is like that, but they haven't focused on it. And I think it's because we're brainwashed by all the books we read on business, my MBA, all the training, is that all that personal fulfillment, you kind of have to leave that behind because you got to build your business and that's what matters. I'm here to tell you, if you don't align the two, I don't even think you're going to build the best business because if you, won't, you have and you that, won't build the right, you won't build the right business for you. It won't be the right business for you. And I don't even think you'll achieve your highest outcomes because what matters if at 40 or 45, you have a heart attack because you're so stressed out. Right. And, and, I think they have to be integrated. You can't keep these things separate and even be a great entrepreneur. I know so many entrepreneurs that are unhappy. unhappy. Uh, they, they feel like they have to defer life, literally defer their life until they are quote unquote successful. And that goal keeps getting further away <laughs> the more they do it. And they're ruining their health. Uh, a lot of them are getting divorced, ruining their families. And they just, they aren't enjoying the process. So let's talk about that. You have your own principles around this of how entrepreneurs can look at their life and actually make substantial changes. 
Well, you know, let's look at, um, I help entrepreneurs in three areas. And, and the reason I chose this three areas is I'm an essentialist. So I just analyze things down to their essence. And there are only three areas that relate to making money. It's your mindset, it's your strategies, and it's your execution. Okay. So let's talk about the strategy for a moment. I was going to start with mindset, but one strategy that most people overlook and they don't think of it as a strategy, and it's your most important strategy is your business model, right? So a lot of people come to me and they want to rearrange their business model for a lot of reasons, but a lot of times because I'm the conscious millionaire guy, they want to have more purpose in their business and they're not sure how to do that. Well, I happen to know exactly how to do that because I've done it so many times. I hope people first, you got to discover that highest intention, the purpose that you're on this planet. You know, uh, Simon Sinek would call it your big why. You know, I just call it, what is that major purpose that drives you? You turn that purpose, number two, into a vision for your business. Now, you know, vision and mission, there's no concrete definition. And all that I mean is that if you read different books on business, they'll have different definitions of this. So I'm just going to give you mine. Vision is the difference you want your business to make. Mission is how you do it. So that might be you do coaches, you have software. Or, yeah, those are simple. So you got to take that purpose, which is a difference you want to make in the world, turn it into a vision for your business. Now you turn that into what is the specific impact you're going to make on your client. And I'm here to tell you that is all anybody will consistently buy from you. They want a result that is impacting them. Now, what you've done is you've started with a solution. Here's the difference. When I got my MBA, they taught me to go out, do business, you know, market analysis, find out a problem that wasn't being met, and you start with the problem. This will never get you to a purpose-driven business, nor will it get you to your highest fulfillment, nor necessarily will it get you to your most consistent income. If you start inside, you're finding your solution you're here to bring. There are a hundred niche markets that would love that solution. Your goal is to find which one is the one you want to be impacting because here's a criteria that's very critical. This year, I'm doing something different, but it's like a hyper version of this. I have been contacting people. I have a huge database and I've been going through it and I've been asking myself this question, who do I want to work with? Not who's going to reach out to me, but who would I like to work with? And I have three criteria. Do I believe in them? Do I believe in the impact they're making? And would I feel joy working with them? And if I can't answer all three, I don't call them. And when I call them, I tell them right up front, I am calling you for a specific reason. I would like to work with you this year and support you in building your business. Would you like to have a discussion about how that could look? And you know what? People are absolutely so um, not not the word impressed, but grateful that I cared about them and would want to work with them. I have found it to be the, the best beginning to a sales conversation I've ever had in my life because it's totally true. It's authentic. So now you make that impact, which is the change that your client is looking for. Now, what they want is their problem solved so they can get to a new result. And that's what they will pay you for. And I think that is the best model you could possibly have because it's so honest. It's authentic for you. It gets you working with the clients that you most want to work with. And it solves their problem by making the impact they need. And now they're eager to pay you money.
that is the, the, the program that I teach people and it works over and over and over again. I think that's so smart. You know, simply a thinking about who you want to work with, not who will work with you. Most, most entrepreneurs are like, I just need clients. I need people to pay me. Right. I need customers, right? And I'll take whatever customers come my way. But your approach, flipping that on its head and saying, no, I'm going to select my customers. I'm going to know exactly why I want to work with those customers and what value I can bring to those customers. Right. When you know that and you start talking to them, their, their brain lights up. They're like, oh, this person understands me. This person really cares about me. They actually have chosen me, not me choosing them. And I think that changes the dynamic completely. I know so many uh, people, so many entrepreneurs who take on customers or clients that turn into headaches and they right. stick with them because they think they're, they think, oh, uh, I can't uh, fire my client. <laughs> I can't, you know, and they didn't choose those clients. They wouldn't, you know, if you would ask them, would you ever choose this client? They would say, no, absolutely not. They're a nightmare, but then they can't get rid of them for the same reason that they don't have the mindset to go right. out and, there. And let's go to mindset because that's the first of seven. I've identified seven mindset that will give you ultra success. And I've developed uh, formulas for unlocking them and activating them at infinitely higher levels. So there's a level, 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 right? Most mindset books, you know, I can name a lot of them, even Think and Grow Rich. Um, um, James, As a Man Thinketh, right? All, all the classics is they're built on a belief system that's founded. Now we're going to talk about the movie, The Matrix, which, by the way, happens to be one of my favorite movies. I've seen it over 40 times. I own the script. 40 I times. Bought, yes, I own the script. Uh, I bought it in New York at one of those little tables for 20 bucks, right? And um, it's a matrix that is false. And right. if, if we all you, live in we all live in these illusions, right? right. We are and all... it's a false matrix that has existed since the beginning of mankind civilization. And that is that their scarcity is the fundamental nature of reality. And I'm here to tell you just the opposite is true. Limitless abundance is the fundamental nature of reality. That's what I teach people. And that's not a belief. It is an experience. But over here, if people are living in this scarcity mindset, that's why you keep clients you don't want. And I'll be honest, I have had some clients and I did fire them um, because I've had clients in, in high-end private coaching where I would get nuts two hours before in my stomach before we'd meet right because yes. I, I, mean, I knew that every time we met uh i i'll tell you i like clients who believe in in developing themselves they want to make a lot more money they want to impact the world and they want to have a great life and they're going to take action but i've had clients who you meet with them and they haven't done anything since last time i go what is this you're paying me and you're not doing any of this stuff, right? And so it feels like a waste because now you got to deal with all the reasons. It's a waste of everybody's energy. time, right? Yes. I could be helping somebody who actually wants to build their business. Yes. And I, I just enjoy seeing people be successful, but I don't enjoy people wallowing in the mud with a bunch of complaints about why they didn't do anything they agreed to do. It's like, okay, if that's the game you want to play, you don't need to pay me. You could play that on your own. And then I can work with somebody who wants to build a business, right? 
So most people are coming, most business paradigms are based on scarcity. You don't have enough resources. You've got to allocate things. You know, what if you woke up in the morning and it was, there's limitless possibilities. Which one would I like to act on today? Mm. That's a very different approach. Right. It's like, I'm, there's plenty of clients out there. I don't need to, you know, and I just need to figure out which ones are the right match for me. Exactly. Right. There's not a scarcity. There is no scarcity. And I think when you proactively decide I'm going to choose my clients, now you become more exclusive because you're not going to choose somebody you don't want. And, and you can't be bought anymore. Because every client you have that you don't like bought you. When you change your mindset, people's impression of you changes. Absolutely. How they look at you changes your value. It's not like you're desperately hunting for clients. It's more like, you know, you are a valuable resource too for them. And they're very lucky to have you. Well, and we go back to that sales conversation that begins, I had four of them this week. That mm-hmm. begins with, I chose you, and that's why I called you. Mm-hmm. It's a very different conversation because now it's not about, uh, you know, uh, taking someone's arm and twisting it, right? It's really a genuine, authentic, which I think is a better way to sell to begin with. I mean, just ask yourself, would you rather someone have an authentic conversation with you and where you're both just looking at whether that person can help you solve some problems that you want solved to begin with? And then look at, well, what would that look like? And you're both open to negotiate some kind of a deal that would work. As opposed to you're calling somebody with an agenda of I'm going to get you to pay me money. And you think that person doesn't feel that? They feel it right away. They want to get off the call. <laughs> they we want all to want to get off, get off the call. that call. Yes. Now I'm going to I'm going to introduce something that actually has something to do with mindset. This last year, I started championing this. I think one of the things missing from business, and certainly in Silicon Valley, let's just be straightforward, is love. My home. Love. Yes. It's <laughs> love, right? I go. Well, don't you think love is the basic principle of the world? Don't you think everybody wants to feel loved, genuinely loved, genuinely appreciated, genuinely cared for, like they matter and it's real? Why would anyone not want to feel that? Anyone on your team not want to feel that as opposed to I'm going to value by productivity and you either hit the mark or you have no value? You know, I have to tell you a story. I just went to the dentist a few days ago. A few days ago to the dentist. It was a new dentist. You know, I'd switched my old one retired. So I had to get a new one. Loved my old dentist. Went to this new one. He was very nice, super smart, well-educated, a beautiful office, very thorough. But he did one thing that turned me off. And that was his mindset. I felt like he was always trying to upsell me on mm-hmm. some yep. other service, right? Some, you know. I have oh, been need- to that dentist. I know what that's like. You know, and I'm like, you aren't thinking of my best interest. You're thinking of your pocketbook and you are doing, you know, every, you know, he's, he's, I was like, okay, do I need that fillet? I mean, you're telling me and he goes, and he, you know, he's saying, look at the picture, your tooth, you could use a filling here. I'm like, but do I need it? Do I really need it? Well, you don't need it right away. Well, then why are you trying to sell me on this over and over like several different procedures? By the end of that visit, I was like, I'm not going back. 
I'm not going back to this dentist because he's not, he doesn't love me, right? You're talking about love and caring. He doesn't really care about me. He's looking at his bottom line and I want a dentist that actually cares about me. Well, and let's, let's decouple something. I genuinely only want to work with people that I feel love for, right? You've been on my podcast. At the end, uh, in the middle of the podcast, I tell people, I love you, I care about you, and I generally want the best for you, right? That's well, the I want to hear that <laughs> yeah, on this And podcast. it's true. I do want the best for them. I do love them, right? Love yeah. is accepting but people, I, I, right? JV, I know you, and I know you love your work. Like, you're an incredible podcaster because you love what you do. So it's just natural. Yeah, it comes out natural. Thank you. And- Thank you. And I appreciate that. And I want to take that in, right? Because I've been learning how to receive at a higher level than I used to. And so I fully appreciate that. And I want to say that if you do what I've been talking about, it will only work if you're authentic. Like, I'll give you a completely different example. When I go to a hotel, I always ask for something. It might be the parking comp. It might be a bottle of wine, um, depending on the hotel. I go, you know, you have any upgraded rooms you're, you haven't sold? You could just upgrade me as a comp. Do you have a corner room that has maybe some better views? No, I get this stuff. I get something 80% of the time. Now, so that's part of asking and receiving. But there's a technique that I utilize, and you must do it this way. When I go up to the person at the counter, I really genuinely take a look at them and I find something about them I really like. It's genuine. It might be they have some fabulous glasses on and then you know that their glasses are something really important to them or whatever. A woman had a particular hair, you know, done. And I just kind of, you know, get to know them and everything. And then when we're kind of getting down to the room, I compliment them, but the compliment is 100% real. I never compliment them and it's just made up. It's not like a compliment ask for something. That's not the formula. The formula is be real, be genuine, be loving, and give them a compliment that's true. And then say, by the way, and ask for whatever you want. 80% of the time I get something. 80%. Good rule. I'm going to try it next time (laughs) I go to a hotel. And I'm in hotels quite often. I know you are. So imagine if you treated every prospect and client that way, that you were genuinely loving them, which is just accepting them, appreciating them for who they are, and that that came across, how much more business would you end up doing with people purely out of love, purely out of a mindset that I am going to focus on how to appreciate this person, as opposed to and, and this is what most salespeople do because I've had a lot of sales training and I've done training with salespeople. How do I have a formula to manipulate them to get them to a close? And and I would say that's the worst way to, to sell. And, and because even how, if you that's close, how I, they're not in love with you anymore. That's how I felt at the in the dentist chair. Like he was I, trying to I close me on these very expensive procedures that I didn't really need. Now- Let's go, we have limited time. So let's go over a few other of the mindsets. Let's go through the seven so you know what they are. So the first one is abundance, but most mindset books, that's where they stop and they're only looking at the beliefs. 
I call it limitless abundance, embracing limitless abundance. The second one is shifting to a new identity. If you uplevel your identity so that it's a, a match, you know, because I take people beyond beliefs into different morphic fields, and it's an energetic match with that outcome you want, that big dream for 2024. And then you, I, then I take people through a process. In fact, I'm going to offer people that opportunity. I take them through a process so they shift their identity upward. And now their identity matches the big outcome they want. And it's much easier to get there. In fact, I take people through a 30-minute process. Half of them will change their outcome to make it bigger. They'll go, oh, well, now that I have an identity to do that, I think I'd kind of like to stretch to another level, right? So you have identity. Then we talk about possibility shifting your mindset about possibility. And then I used to teach flow. I'm one of the people on the planet who this is my favorite thing to teach. I've been living in mm -hmm. flow for 30 years. It's synchronicity is how a lot of things happen for my business. And I'm just in that space. You go to a conference. I remember a conference I went to and it was like, I would finish one conversation, maybe turn halfway and here was the next person. It was if there were a script to a play, yeah. right? And yeah. I remember talking to 20 people in secession and they were all people I got to be friends with, all people I ended up doing some kind of business with. And it was just because I was in flow and I was open to that possibility. Well, I've learned a deeper level of flow. I call it deep flow and I teach that now. Yeah. And I help people unlock and activate their mind to be in deep flow where, for example, instead of feeling like they're in the flow, they have the direct experience of being flow. Mm -hmm. Instead of feeling like they got to download, because if you're listening, you know, I know you've had that experience. You become the download and you're not just connected to higher consciousness, but you become higher consciousness. All of a sudden, that gives you a different mindset about the world all around you. And then we talk about visionary. And visionary is that part we were talking about purpose. Because to have that big vision, I think of Steve Jobs, you know, here we are. We got the iPhone. He did not have a focus group. We all know the story. He brought it from that field of quantum consciousness into this 3D reality. That's exactly what happened. Mahatma Gandhi, you know, manifested the whole concept of nonviolent resistance or, or even Beethoven in the Fifth Symphony or any artist who's painting. That's where it all comes from, where you as an entrepreneur can be a visionary and create a vision of a very different world. In fact, we started our conversation there. We entrepreneurs are gonna create the next 30 years and it's gonna be very different than the one we're living in right now. Then we talk about opportunity. And finally, an awakened state. And the awakened state is when you begin, I've lived at a Buddhist monastery, I've done a lot of meditation. So I've taken it and created a process where I can help you unlock and connect and be in an awakened state. And that's the state of pure awareness where you look at your business from a much higher place of awareness and you're just aware of what's going on. And that's why I say I'm an essentialist. All of a sudden you start seeing, oh, it's actually not that complicated picture. I thought it was. There's only these few elements and I only need this one priority and by God, I can turn the whole thing and pivot into a whole new direction. Mm -hmm. Those are the seven mindsets that I work with and that I've developed formulas to unlock and activate entrepreneurs' minds at much higher levels. And then they can choose different strategies and they can execute differently. So, and it's flowing from mindset to strategy execution. And they can double, quadruple. You know, they can accomplish things that 
their smaller mind with the beliefs that it starts with can't because it can't see them yet. Until you can see it, you can't achieve it. You can't. And it's funny because a lot of people say, you know, I'm as smart as that other person. Why are they so successful? Why are they doing everything they set out to do? And why do I keep hitting roadblocks? And you're talking about it. A lot of it's self-imposed roadblocks, but people cannot see that. So let's, that is, folks, we did not set this up, but it couldn't be a better lead in. Let me tell you the difference between somebody at 1 million and somebody at 1 billion. It's very simple. The person at 1 million has a 1 million mindset with 1 million strategies and 1 million execution that creates 1 million results. The person mm. at the billion has a 1 billion mindset with a 1 billion billionaire strategies, execution, and billionaire results. Because it's certainly true that they are not a thousand times smarter than you. In fact, you right. might be smarter than them, but they're working from a different mindset, strategy, and execution. And that's the difference between a million-dollar business and a billion-dollar business. And we see it over and over in the really successful entrepreneurs. They have that mindset. They don't put those limits on themselves. They are out there and they're saying, well, this company can be you know, the next Google, the next Apple, even though they're very small. There are a few people at the time. Well, that's exactly right. And we go back to Steve Jobs in the garage, right? It should be in every major museum. They should have, you yes. know, Wazi and, you know, uh, Steve Jobs in the garage. But that's exactly right. And that's why it, it partly why Silicon Valley works the way it does, because people buy into a mindset of exponential possibility. Right. And, you know, Silicon Valley freed people. It actually, you know, before that, people just weren't you know, on the East Coast, there's a reason Silicon Valley didn't sprout up. It didn't sprout up there because people were locked in the old mindset. You know, exactly. New York, they were making money, but they were doing it the old fashioned way. It took coming to California with people with very open minds, people with uh, thinking completely differently to say, look, you know, you can have a crazy idea and it can actually happen and we will make it happen. Well, and I want to I want to add one word to make it happen and I would say it's also you allow it to happen. You let ah. it be possible. Because that's mm -hmm. really a deep principle of flow. Uh when I start teaching people flow, I I like to start with this because it gets attention, right? I go, mm -hmm. I can teach you how to have complete control over your life. The paradox is you must give up all the control. Mm -hmm. Because that's <laughs> the essence of flow. Very Buddhist. Flow about, <laughs> yeah, flow is about surrender. You surrender yes. into the flow of energy and you allow things to unfold. And all of a sudden synchronicity starts happening and the right resources and the right people and the right customers, the right opportunities just show up. But it's because you chose to surrender to allow it rather than trying to take out a hammer and make things come together in a way that was completely unnatural and wouldn't work. You are speaking to my heart because <laughs> in my early days of an entrepreneur, I had the hammer. I was hammering hard and it was really like I thought I can just force this to happen. And you know, it didn't happen in the early days. It ha some things happened, but it was a real grind to get anything done. You know, I've evolved over time, like you have. And I learned that my business is doing better than ever, but I am not stressed out and I'm not pushing on things. I am looking very carefully at what's happening around me and choosing and uh, following the path that feels right for me. 
And I turned down tons of deals, right? All you, because those deals will impact the quality of my life because those deals will, uh, you know, aren't something that I'm enthusiastic about. I would just right. be doing for the money. I don't do that anymore. And I feel so much better. Well, and I think that's part of the liberation, Steve, is that when you go through that that portal, let's say it's an energetic mm -hmm. portal, really. It's a yep. mind shift portal, right? Yes. And you realize I'm like this year, I am not working with anyone I don't want to work. I only have a limited, I have two groups, but I have a very limited number of private clients can have. I want to be working with people who fit my values. And my values are, you know, I'm a guy who who loves money. I'm, I'm in no way it's called conscious millionaire folks. It's not conscious poverty, but I love making an impact even more. Right. And I don't want to make my money in a way that's not transforming humanity and uplifting the world in a positive way, because there are too many ways we can do that. And my heart can be fulfilled and, you know, my soul can be fulfilled and by golly, you can make a lot of money as well. So getting rich, changing the world to me is, is the right path. Why would you want to get rich any other way? Because your soul will be destroyed if you're doing something that's not right for you, or it's just for the money, because you have, you, you'll be like living in a cardboard box. It'll be so horrible as opposed to I know, just I know people every moment. who are in that box. So we're out of time. I feel like I could talk to you <laughs> all day, but this has been fantastic. Thank you for sharing the seven mindsets. Uh, thank you for being on the show, Founder Space. Before we go, I want you to tell our audience how they can find you, how they can reach out to you and what you can do together. Right. Well, here's what I'd like to offer. I believe the best way to begin in a relationship, and that's what I build, I build relationships, is let me do something for you that's going to totally change you. And I can do it in 30 minutes. So I'm going to give you a link. It's consciousmillionaire.com. Meet with JV. Meet with JV. Or you can call my cell phone. It is my private phone. People are always go, I didn't know you'd call me back. Well, who did you think was going to call you back? My secretary, you know, assistant does not have my phone number. Uh, they have my phone number. They don't have my phone. 303-641-0401 or consciousmillionaire.com. Meet with JV. And just sign up. For, the, for a performance breakthrough. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to help you get absolute crystal clarity of that biggest dream outcome for you in 2024. I'm Captain Hoff, CEO of Founderspace, the leading global startup accelerator. I'm also author of the award-winning books, Make Elephants Fly, Surviving a Startup, and The Five Horses.